Hi, everyone. Before we get into today's episode, just a warning. Um, during the talk, you will hear references to suicide as well as substance abuse. So please listen with care. And as always, you can head to the show notes of this episode for further support. Thank you so much. This is Healing Through Love. Am I going to need tissue for this one? Oh, my God. I'm already feeling it. Shit. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna, and I'm just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. But this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. Along this journey, um, I've had some wonderful conversations with some incredible people. Please make sure you go back, listen to some of the great talks that I've had in the past. And I have so many more coming up down the line as well. So if you're not following the podcast, make sure you're following, hit the button, get notified so you don't miss out on everything. As always, thank you for just continuing um, on this journey with me. I'm excited to sit down with you guys today. Um, Well, Excited really isn't the word. I'm actually very anxious right now (laughs) because today I'm going to kind of reflect on my first love Um, or really the first time that I thought I felt love. So um, yeah, I'm already just like, ah, I'm already very anxious about it because it's a story that's difficult for me to rehash, but it is truly the biggest lesson I've had in love so far. Um, and that's a question that I, I have asked a lot of my guests in the past. Um, and so I wanted to really sit with myself today. You know, what was the lesson that I learned from my very first um, foyer into a relationship and into love, um, into everything? So, um, and truly that relationship as well was kind of the catalyst for um, me moving to New York for me, for the life that I have today. So I really just wanted to kind of spend time with that. I was, I was thinking about it last night and I was like, you know what? I think now is the time that I really want to go into this, um, topic because as I'm dating, as I'm, um, really starting to attract these like healthier relationships, um, really thinking about this idea of like being in a committed kind of connection with someone, um, this first experience was actually really the only time that I was ever in any sort of kind of committed thing, if anything, but even so, like you'll hear it wasn't the best relationship to be committed to, but, um, it really was like my first kind of, uh, experience with what I thought was love. Um, So, but before we get into that, as always, if you are loving Healing Through Love, um, please give a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this um, podcast. Um, give me give me a rating, leave a review, you know, let people know what you've been thinking. Um, and also, you know, share about us on social media. You can tag at Solidarity underscore media. Um, and you can also head to SolidarityMediaProductions.com. We are going to be updating the site soon with some content and things like that that I've been working on. Um, you know, along with, you know, information about um, uh, the people that we've spoken to on the podcast, um, things that we hope to be working on soon, um, all of that. So please stay, stay, stay tuned in. 
Um, also, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, we have polls and questions at the bottom of each episode that you can play along with. Um, that's just another way to engage and let me know, you know, how you're feeling um, in this journey with me. Uh, and uh, yeah. So, all right. <laughs> no more. Uh, no more avoiding it. So let's let's talk about my first um, my first love. So out of respect for you know his privacy, I'm not going to divulge any names or details or anything. Again, this is just about my experience, what I kind of went through, um, and really more so what I learned and gained from that relationship. So this started in college. Um, I think it started around like my sophomore year. Um, you know, he was um, older than me. He was uh, a graduate student. And we kind of just connected through theater, through performance. Um, I really just had this kind of, um, I don't know, admiration for him. He was very much super talented um, performer, but then also just like a very charming, well-liked, well-known person. Um, the college that we went to was very co smaller college town. So, you know, you can easily become the big fish in this pseudo like little pond, right? Where everybody sort of knows, um, everybody sort of knows everybody. And especially if you're um, very popular on in the main theater houses, like people know who you are. So um, it wasn't long before I, I met or I learned who he was. Um, and we just kind of connected through being in shows together, through um, seeing each other kind of perform. And I think there was just a, just a general appreciation for each other's craft. Um, but then also... I guess who we were as individuals. Um, so I'll start with myself, you know, at that time, college was such an exploratory time for me. Um, I was meeting people from different backgrounds and, and different experiences. And it really just opened me up to a lot of different things. And I really um, started to explore more of my own story and who I was. Um, I think I used theater for a really long time to in, in engage or to live out this fantasy or some other story or some other character that was that in my mind I thought was living this grander or more exciting life than my own. And when I got into college, um, the work that I did was really pushing me to not just embody this character, but really understanding myself and who I was, my mannerisms, how I spoke, um, my, my tics and quirks and things like that, that would influence um, the connection to the character that I was trying to embody. Um, it's just to make it more real, more authentic, more um, genuine to the story. I, that the only way to do that is to connect it to your real life. Um, so I had to dig into my real life. Um, so it really pushed me to open up in a way that I had never been before. I used to be very just kind of shy and my mother actually, um, encouraged me to do performance in theater because I was just like, so in my shell, she thought like, maybe this could be something that opened me up. And, um, I think it definitely did. And, and, and so when I got into, um, college and did more of that personal exploratory work, um, 
I realized there were parts of me that were just like so more playful and imaginative and silly, but then also like full of rage and full of full of these like big emotions and everything that I, I, I felt like for so long I had to kind of repress and I was finally able to really express them um, in, in that environment. And so when you're in this bubble where, you know, you're letting your emotions kind of like flow and run free, um, the emotions that I felt for my first love um, came very quickly, just very much like immediately. The second I decided I liked him, it was like, <laughs> you know, just like a tsunami of of, I don't know, a lot of things of, of warmth, of desire, lust, jealousy, uh, curiosity, just all of these things. I just wanted to like engulf myself in him. Um, and, uh, he actually, like our first date was actually really lovely. Um, he was dog sitting at the time and he invited me to like walk, um, this very scenic, um, path around, um, this little island that's kind of in the middle of the river there. And it was, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful day just out in nature. And like, I'm finally getting on a, going on a date with this guy that I've been like crushing on for so long. And, you know, he was, he was again, like very curious. He asked me all these great questions and it just, it felt like that fairy tale or that you know, meet cute movie moment that <laughs> I had sold myself on um, for years. Uh, and, you know, he was very much just a, a gentleman and great sense of humor. And we just, you know, connected. I felt really comfortable with him, like immediately. Like I felt like safe. I felt um, just honored and protected in a lot of ways. And everything that I... Um, thought that love was right. Like I didn't have any kind of blueprint or manual or anything, but what I, what I had interpreted as love, I was feeling it in, in, you know, early on from the jump. Now, because I was in this environment where I was, you know, exploring all of my emotions and all of who I am, right? Like I'm very, I have to be very expressive. Um, I found it really hard to be able to like control a lot of my emotions. It just felt like everything that I was feeling, I was feeling it like on 10, like on, on, on 20, you know, like it was just so intense. Um, and I think, I think a part of, I think he could definitely sense a lot of that. Um, he was very adamant about like kind of taking things slow. Uh, he, he was also aware of the age difference or, you know, what it would kind of look like, you know, to everybody else. To me, I was like, I don't give a shit. I, let's just be together forever. And it's just like, no, you know, he was, he was trying to be very logical and, and, and uh, you know, exhibiting that secure attachment style of just let's take our time. Let's like <laughs> see if we like each other really. Um, and I appreciated him for that, but, um, I was just, uh, again, I was like in this uh, swarm of just like, no, I, f I feel very strongly for you. This is it. This is love. I'm, I'm here. Right. And it was, that was from the job. But then, um, as we just sort of started dating, uh, the natural kind of problems of the relationship started to arise. You know, I don't think he was able to get to the same level of 
of um, attachment that I was at. That was, that's for sure. I was definitely way further along in the relationship than he was. Um, and so we did go through a period of just kind of being, you know, together for a while. And then, you know, he'd get into a show and just want to focus on that. Or I'd get into a show and like on and off, um, you know, there was a, the first time that we sort of broke up with each other. It was, oh man, it was tough. It was a fixation of like no other. Um, I had a really hard time just focusing in my classes. Like I had to really use a lot of, you know, what I was experiencing in my work, in theater, in performance. So it was pretty obvious to everybody around us when we were together and when we weren't, you know, like when is when when's when Olivia's happy and Olivia's like talking about love and excited for it, like she's there to get definitely together. But when they're not, oh, she's she's delivering something else. Um, but it was very I'm very appreciative of being in that space at that time because it was also very therapeutic. It was very healing um, when we did go through the breakups and even when we were together, like it really did make me um, be able to kind of work through and process those emotions in the moment, you know, through dance, through movement, through performance, through writing as well to um, just being able to kind of play it out and, and being able to kind of play that out for other people who could offer me perspective or insight, even if they were speaking to a character or like a whole nother story that wasn't necessarily this relationship. It still, it still did kind of consciously or unconsciously um, help me inform how I was being in this relationship. Um, so there was a lot of ups and downs. It was, sometimes it was very, manipulative sometimes it was very i don't know you know we weren't always kind to one another um especially in the moments of, of breaking up or in moments of separation where you know um he was kind of it for me and having to watch him you know move on with other people um, again it's a small kind of community so everybody talks you hear things and man, I just didn't feel like I really had um, anybody kind of in my circle either at that time. You know, he was very popular, very, very, very kind of well-liked person. And so it was hard to be feeling all of these negative emotions for someone. And I can't like I can't really talk to anybody about it because everybody likes him, you know, like everybody's got a different experience and understanding of who he is. Um, and I'm just, I just felt so alone and so isolated. There had been a, a time, uh, after he had graduated where we were kind of living, he was living with me in my apartment before he, he was going to move, um, to another city. Uh, and my, I, that time was probably the best of our relationship because, I felt like that was when I was the most authentic and, and really just like expressive in my needs and really challenging him and the relationship. The dynamic of him being on this like pedestal in my mind um, was starting to shift a little where I was kind of putting us on more even footing and just saying, okay, this is not perfection. There is going to be some the work needs to happen here on, on both of our sides. So 
I want to do that with you, you know, especially now before you move, before we have this long distance thing, right? In my mind, I'm thinking that's that that would be the plan. Um, I still had a whole year of college left before, um, but the whole plan was to move to where he was and work, <laughs> work where he was and be with him. And it was this weird paradox for myself where I wanted to really do the work and work on things, but I was working towards something that again was still not about me it was all about him and it was unrealistic in a lot of ways like we also weren't you know he wasn't it was obvious that he wasn't planning for me to be a part of his life after he left here um and so when the inevitable happened he, he moved a couple months of long distance and finally it was like okay we need to talk um and it was like the kind of hard final we're done like i'm i'm here you're there let's just end it and um oh, man it um it was a tough tough day he didn't end it in the best way either you know i got the whole we need to talk text message um and i was like right in the middle of uh, rehearsals for a show and so I looked at you know at one point we were on a break I looked at my phone I see the message immediately I run outside I'm overwhelmed with just like this fear of like oh no what is he about to do is he really about to end this um and called him up was like what is going on and he's like well I'm 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 coming into town we can talk then I'm like no, no no tell me now like what is it what do we what do you want what do you need to talk about and we kind of, you know, it was this very soft blow of like, I need to end this. Um, oh, and I just kind of burst into tears. I felt so, I felt as if I was like this porcelain bowl that had been up on a shelf, like high, on a high, right? Like feeling good and confident and someone just smacked me down and shattered all over the floor, right? <laughs> like, I, f I felt so broken in that moment. I felt like everything that I had planned for, right? My whole future was gonna be with this person. And um, together, you know, I was, I was <laughs> dreaming about having his child. I was dreaming about taking his last name, like all of these very serious, deep, you know, things, right? Again, based off of my understanding of how love should unfold, right? Like I'm following the steps that everybody's telling me in order for me to receive the thing that I've wanted most, right? I've wanted the love, I wanted to be chosen. Um, and the thing that I was met with was the thing that I feared the most, which was abandonment and kind of, um, yeah, not not being chosen at the end of the day. Um, so after we had kind of broken up for the final time, I went through a really dark year. Um, it was my final year of college. Um, really just wasn't happy, miserable, making really, really poor decisions, um, leaning into alcohol abuse, leaning into drug use and sleeping around with anyone and everyone, honestly, um, just wanting to 
escape from everything that I was feeling and numb myself in some way because when I was home alone, when it was just me, myself, and you know, he wasn't there next to me, I just was devastated. Um, and I very, very slowly had to kind of um, glue myself back together and uh, keep it moving. Somehow I came across uh, hot yoga. And so <laughs> I leaned into that. I felt like, I don't know, something about like just sweating out all of the pain or whatever I was feeling just felt so good at the end of every uh, class, you know, working out so much, running, um, really just trying to get into my body and just move through whatever I was feeling. Uh, also, again, theater was just such wonderful therapy or it was very therapeutic for me. I shouldn't say it's therapy. It's, it was very therapeutic in that I could just write out everything that I was feeling and put it into a performance. We had a kind of a uh, weekly or biweekly like variety show and I would just go up there and freaking lay it all out. And I didn't care if people knew who I was talking about at that time. Like everybody had known we were, we, we had been a couple for a very long time. Um, so everything that I was just kind of sharing, like people kind of assumed it was about him, but didn't matter to me. Like he didn't go to the school. He wasn't there anymore. And I was like, I need to claim back this, some kind of, I need to, I just needed to carve out some kind of space in this world where he was this rock star. Like everybody knew who he was. And even after he had moved and gone on to other things, people would still associate me and ask me about, oh, how's, you know, how's so-and-so and what's, what's up with him? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, we're not together anymore. Why are you asking me? You know, like. He broke my heart. Um, so, and and every time that I would hear that or experience that, it would just like re-trigger me and I would just have to like, you know, once again, fall into this like sadness and this frustration and anger and everything that I just wanted to say and desperation and yeah. Um, and then around this time, you know, social media was really starting to be on the rise. Instagram was starting to really have its come up at this time. And seeing him move on, move forward, dating and posting about other people, um, that again put me back into this spiral. And so towards the middle of that year, I was like, I need to talk to somebody. Like I need, I need much more um, intense help for this because I was just so fixated on the end of the relationship and why didn't it work out? Who did I need to be? Like, why couldn't I, why couldn't, why wouldn't he pick me? Why didn't, why wouldn't he choose me? And so I guess one of the first gifts from this relationship was that it showed me the power of therapy um, and um, really just being able to talk with somebody about everything that I was feeling. And the very first session, like literally, I don't know, 30 seconds in, I just burst into tears. And I don't even know why. You know, this guy is just like, so tell me about your life, you know? And it was just like, ah, you know, everything that I had been holding back and all of these emotions that I thought were wrong to express and feel, you know, unless it was on the stage, I just like poured it out in conversation with him. And um, a lot of things, again, 
uh, tied back to, you know, childhood and um, my father abandoning me very young, um, struggles with my mother and communication there. And, and I started to see how those connected with my romantic relationships. Um, but it was still difficult for me to get past the fixation of why it didn't work. And so slowly again, I, I started to get a little bit better, started to develop those skills and everything. But then towards the end of the year, I was in a show um, and uh, he came back into town and he uh, he came to see the show. Um, it was a, with a pretty well-known theater in the town at, at that time. And, uh, you know, he knew a lot of other people that were in the show with me. So he didn't more so come to see me, but, you know, he came to see the show that I was in. Right. So, uh, he came, we didn't speak or anything after, but he, you know, we did kind of, um, message. He wanted to just let me know you were great, blah, blah, blah. And it kind of started this back and forth. Um, and meanwhile, I was immediately re-triggered all over again. The second I saw him after the show and all of the pain, all of the sadness, everything started to come right back and everything that I had worked so hard on in therapy, uh, it felt like it just kind of went out the window because I was just, again, back in this, you know, tornado of, of emotion. Um, got a bottle of wine, started drinking, drinking, drinking. Um, we're messaging back and forth as I'm drinking more and more and the conversation starting to get, you know, heated and all of the things that I'm, I wish I had said before you left or whatever, like really started to come up. And so eventually I was like, I don't, I don't want to message about this anymore. I need to see you. Where are you? You know, I'm going to come to you. Um, he, uh, you know, let me know where he was. And again, I, I, I was not sober at all. And I, uh, before I continue, I do not recommend that anybody do this, please if you have substance abuse issues, if you have, um, if you, if you struggle with substance abuse or struggle with alcoholism, please reach out for support, find help. Um, so I'm, I'm not trying to make light of any of that, but I'm just, you know, trying for context, letting people know, um, where I was at. Uh, so I went over to where he was staying. Um, we got into a huge argument in the car. It was, I was just in so much sadness. He wasn't trying to hurt me. He, but he knew that he needed to end like, like really like push me to move on and put the nail in the coffin. He was, you know, seeing other people. Um, and it was, it was never going to be a possibility ever. I think, I think he just wanted to kind of root that out for himself and for me, right? Like, so I could really find the love and the happiness that, you know, he said I deserved. Um, but in my mind, I'm just like, it just made me even anger. It made me even more frustrated. Like, why is it that if I'm so great and I'm so amazing and I'm so this and I deserve all this love, why can't you give it to me? Like, why aren't we together? Why can't you be the one to, you know, like he was, he was kind of deflecting it back to, it felt like he was deflecting it back to me as if like, I was too good or I, I don't know. I don't know, but it, it wasn't, um, it wasn't really helpful or it wasn't really, I also don't think that unless he had said, let's get back together, anything else besides that was just going to devastate me. So, um, but he did his best, you know, he ended the, ended the, ended the conversation, got out. Um, and 
I was trying to get back home. I was, again, very intoxicated. My <laughs> vision is blurred because I'm just like crying my eyes out. Uh, fortunately, you know, it, it was kind of the middle of the night, so no one else was really on the road with me. Um, but at one point, I'm driving over or across this overpass that's above the highway below. Um, and... <sighs> I just had this moment of like, this pain is too much. I don't want to go through this again. I already had a year of just sitting in this and trying to get through it. I'm not doing it anymore. And I started to drive towards um, the railing. Ooh. Hold on. And um, I remember my car kind of like hitting uh, the curb or where the sidewalk started. And there was just this like flash of sobriety that came over me and this voice that just said, don't do it. And I whipped, I like jerked the steering wheel and brought the car back onto the road, you know, where it was kind of safe and like pulled over off to the side and I was just like stunned. <laughs> I wasn't even like sad or anything. I was just like shocked that I almost, I almost tried to end my life, which is something I never, ever would have thought of doing ever. You know, I, I always said like, no matter how bad it gets, I'm, I'm not, I want to live. Like I want to, I want to choose life every time. And <laughs> But there was this, this moment of being so, so low and so entrenched by this thing that like I had already wrestled down before and now here it was again. I just didn't want to fight in that moment. But the second I hit that curb, there was just this soft, faint little voice that said, no, you know, keep fighting. And I realize now, you know, like I fought so much for other people and for that relationship and for, you know, even just like getting through my final year and graduating, like being one of the first people in my family to graduate from college, like there was so much to fight for. And, but this voice for the first time I realized was of, of, uh, the love. It was the love that I've always wanted, but you know, it was for me. It was the love that I had given to everyone and everything else outside of me. I was finally in this moment giving it to myself and saying, you have to keep fighting. You have to keep going. There's so much more for you out there. There's so much more for you to still live and experience and love and see and breathe. And uh, I just knew I, I just knew that this, this is, this is not how it was going to end. Um, this is how the relationship ended, but this will be where my new life is going to begin. So managed to get myself back home safely, um, slept it off, had a horrible hangover the next day, but also had so much clarity about what I needed to do next. You know, I really thought on, okay, I really thought about, okay, well, the plan was to move to where he was and be with him. That's out. 
where can I go now? Where can I go next? Because I also knew I didn't want to stay in this town where it felt like so much of his presence still was, right? Like people, everybody, again, everybody knew who he was. We had made so many memories in different parts of the, of the town. So I just knew I needed to get out. I knew I knew I needed to change, change it up. I thought about moving back home um, with family. Uh, at the time though, um, my mom, uh, my, my parents were Air Force, so they were kind of in the middle of being restationed somewhere else. So there was a lot of things that were just up in the air. And as, as opposed to just kind of looking at it with overwhelmment or fear, I kind of said, well, look, I kind of just said, fuck it. Like, let's, let's, this is exciting. Like, let's go somewhere exciting and different. And I remember the only time that whole year where I didn't think about the breakup and I wasn't thinking about him was during a school trip um, up to New York. Um, we had gone uh, on like a showcase, showcase experience. So it was very much about uh, learning about the industry, learning about the you know New York theater scene, meeting with agents, and going to see shows, and you know living in this like amazing New York apartment with my friends, and going to dinners, and it it like truly it was it was only a week, but it was the only period of time where I wasn't thinking about him, and I wasn't thinking about you know that relationship, and I knew like okay, New York is a big one, it's a big risk, but it's also a place that's untouched by any kind of memory that I, that I have of him and, and, or even for myself, you know, um, we had, we had gone to New York a few times when I was like a, you know, younger, um, little too young to remember a lot of the things. Um, but then also like I'm with my parents and stuff. So it was really more so a trip for them. So, but this was the first time that's like, this is going to be for me as an adult, I'm going to experience this and soak it up. So after graduating, threw everything into a, a little U-Haul. Uh, and I think at the time, like I had maybe, maybe some kind of GPS or like some kind of, like I printed out the map quest directions, but truly I was just like following any sign that said New York city. And I just like kept going and I will never forget, uh, coming up over the New Jersey turn, uh, turnpike and seeing that skyline. And it was like, Oh, it was like I could breathe for the first time. I had been so under, I had been drowning from this breakup and from this relationship for so long. And it was like, literally, New York was just coming up for air. New York was uh, space. It was, it was freedom. It was opportunity. It was change. It was for me. It was a space and a place for me. And because of that, I'm so, so grateful for that relationship and, you know, it coming to an end. And, and he, the fact that he was courageous and sort of strong enough to end it for the both of us, right? Like, I wasn't gonna, I was never gonna end that. Like, I was never gonna not love him. Um, uh, in that moment, in that time. So he definitely needed to be the one to end the relationship. I think, you know, if I ever see him again or speak to him again, or even if, he, if, you, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, the biggest, most heartfelt thank you to someone who, you know, was bold enough to try, at least to try to get to love with me. And I think maybe there was a time where we both might have been, you know, in love with one another. But, um, 
to be even more bold enough and, and courageous enough to end it, even though I'm sure he could see the devastation that I was experiencing, the, the heartbreak. Um, if that had not happened, I would not be where I'm at today. I would not have the life that I have. I wouldn't be on this podcast with you. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had so many incredible experiences that I've been able to make, you know, for myself, trying for love again, right? Like meeting and making new relationships with new people. Uh, none of that would have happened if, if I hadn't gone through that relationship uh, because I was very much like at the beginning of that year was dead set on starting my life with this person. And now everything that like I've gotten to go through, I'm like, holy crap, I would have, I can't believe I, I would have almost never had that opportunity. But I also think that like, even if I had, if the relationship had continued, something still would have brought me here, you know, um, because this is truly where I feel like I was meant to be in my life and doing this kind of work for myself, even having these kind of conversations, this feels purposeful and it feels, it feels, um, it feels like the thing that I was trying to achieve in college, right? Like that storytelling aspect, really uh, connecting my own life to the work that I'm doing as opposed to trying to like escape from it or, you know, live in somebody else, live in some other character's narrative, like really just owning my own story. I think I needed to take this time to really reflect on that relationship because it, it, there was just so much to it. It was jarring, but also as a reminder of like, okay, I've been here before. This is kind of like how it all started and how it sort of did repeat and continue um, for many years. You know, there was, I was, re I was repeating that first love experience um, several times and it really did take a, it really has taken years of sitting and reflecting on it and, and remembering, um, to start to shift and to change. And even though not, not every relationship has been exactly the same, each has been like progressively better and better. Uh, I, I have to kind of give it up to that, to that OG, OG love, that original heartbreak, um, that kind of, really was the turning point for my life. So I feel like for anybody that's maybe going through something similar, if you if you heard this story and you feel like uh, this is something that you're in right now, just know that any and every relationship, um, any any kind of heartbreak or letdown could be the turning point for you. You know, even if it's not romantic, even if it's if it's not relationships, as long as you choose to fight, as long as you choose to have that voice that says there is more, right? And that voice was was small. It was very small at the beginning. Uh, I think over the years, it's definitely gotten louder and bigger and bolder. But um, even if it's just the faintest glimmer or the faintest spark, lean into it, go into that, um, work to to build and develop that within you because the turning point only comes if you choose to make the turn, right? Just as quickly as I almost chose to turn my car off this overpass, I also chose to turn back to safety and turn towards a brighter and better future. Um, but you gotta, you gotta make that move, you know, you gotta, you, you gotta turn the wheel. You're definitely, 
in charge of where this goes. Um, it, it doesn't, it's, you know, there, are, I believe that there are some things that are maybe slightly out of our control, but so much of it, we are behind the wheel. So I think, yeah, I just wanted to take this episode to remind myself of that, um, to share this story with you all of like how it kind of all began and also to maybe be that voice for you. If you're hearing this, keep going, keep fighting. You're behind the wheel, so turn it to where you need it to go. You decide when that turning point comes. So decide to fight, decide to live. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, I feel lighter. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that was the story of my first love. I hope you all, you know, um, found some insight <laughs> through my journey. Um, but as always, thank you so much for all of your continued support. Thank you for all of your love. Thank you for all of your curiosity and courage to, if you are uh, on the same path as me looking for love, you know, just know that you are bold and brave and beautiful. Um, and I just want to continue to share and be vulnerable and honest with you guys as best as I can. So hold me accountable, you know, <laughs> reach out on social media. If you haven't heard from me in a minute or you're curious about things, you have questions, um, I am an open book, clearly. So don't be afraid to, to ask and to reach out. But um, in the meantime, stay well, keep fighting, keep going. I love you. And um, I'll talk to you soon on another episode of Healing Through Love. Take care, everybody. Peace.